Welcome to Garage A Trois, The Power of Three, coming to you from Ojai, California. Three, oh, it's the magic number. Yeah, it is. It's the magic number. Okay, it's episode four. It is. Have we beat some sort of sophomore sophomore slump? I think so. Yeah. We four pushed weeks. past episode three. Yeah. Magic number. Episode four. We're in it to win We're it. We're in it. We're going for it. Uh, sadly, we're not trois. Not trois tonight. Not trois tonight. There are two of us. Yes. It's Marie and Anne, Anna Marie, and my dog, who just shook himself loudly, because <laughs> he's hoping that I give him a wavy ranch Lay's potato chip. Which we just discovered. I think it's sour cream and onion. <laughs> Rebranded. Those sneaky fuckers. Whoever did that at Lay's, good job. We fell for it. I got... I. I got tricked into eating a ranch-flavored potato chip, and it is delicious. <laughs> They're good. So, Courtney, we miss you. Yeah. Uh, we will see you next time, but for now, it's the Anna Marie Show. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's a very special President's Day edition. Are we just going to name every episode after some <laughs> random holiday, holiday that's happening? I'm going to get out my international calendar. <laughs> it's a very special Day of the Woman <laughs> episode. So it's President's Day weekend. We had Monday off, which is delightful. Um, but Marie doesn't know what's about to happen, which is her day is about to change quite dramatically. Oh. Marie. Yes. Pop quiz. Oh, shit. <laughs> pop quiz. President's Day pop quiz. Okay. All right. Marie is sort of our pop culture guru. She's our expert. Um, I had this idea as I was trying to think of things to watch last night. Okay. Um, I have made a list of movies that have to do with presidents, specifically presidents of the United States of America. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you the title, and I want you as quickly as possible to name at least one actor in the movie. Oh, shoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drink that wine. Uh, one actor in the movie. And I want you to give me a very brief plot synopsis. Now, you don't have to have seen the movie. You can just tell me what you think the movie is about if you they, haven't seen based it. Based on the, the title? Okay. Based on the title. Um, and I'm not even, I have not necessarily seen all these movies oh. either. This is just a list I found on the internet of movies that have to do with the president. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Independence Day. Oh, uh, Will Smith? <laughs> If you're not sure who's in an independence, this is going to be a tough quiz. Yes. Okay. Um, save the world. Ooh. Right? What does that have to do with the president, though? Oh, um, he's going to die. He's like, we're we all going to die. We have to save the president. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> put him up in Air Force One <laughs> to make sure he lives. Yeah, a very compelling Bill Pullman, I believe, gives a, a speech about how today is our... Independence Day. Not ringing any bells. It's been years. It's been a while. Uh, Dave. Love Dave. Yeah. Very cute movie. Um, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. Yes. Right? Good job. Okay. Good job. And who's Dave? I see his face. Why can't I think of his name? Um, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. The... Who... Who... Kevin Klein plays two characters. That's correct. That look identical. Mm-hmm. Are they related to each other? No. No. One Random is coincidence. the real president, mm-hmm. and one is a, a presidential lookalike. That's right. 
who kind of makes a living doing that sometimes. Opening uh, car dealerships yes, and things like as that. as the president. Okay, so real president has a stroke, uh-huh. but they don't want to tell the American people because some, like... Because government. Going, yeah, because government. <laughs> so they bring Dave in. Dave. To, to kind of take his place until they can... That's great. Yeah. Good great. job. What happens with Sigourney? They fall in love. They fall in love. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Sorry. These are all going to have spoilers. <laughs> you need to hit fast forward if you haven't seen Dave or Independence Day or Lincoln. Lincoln. You can pass if you need to pass. I know who's in it, but I didn't see. Oh, did I see it? <laughs> okay. I actually have a funny story about this movie that I was not going to share. You tell. Uh, <laughs> this is the saddest story in the world. Um, I lived in Northern California for a year. And I had a movie theater in my neighborhood. And when Lincoln came out, I really wanted to see it. But I was very depressed. And I didn't want to have to, like, make it a social occasion. Okay. So I went to the movie by myself. The movie was almost completely sold out. Wow. There was a balcony in the movie theater, which, why would I go see Lincoln (laughs) in a balcony in a theater? Bad decision anyway. Right. And there was literally a single seat. That was, like, added on as part of, like, a protuberance in the building. Not part of an aisle. Just a lone seat. And I sat in the single seat to see Lincoln. And it was one of the loneliest experiences (laughs) of my life. Oh, and I remember I brought sushi to the movie with me. Because I didn't have time to eat, like, in between work and going to the movie. Uh, And I sat there alone and ate. Probably like a spicy tuna roll, if I had to guess. In the balcony of the yeah. theater, watching yeah. Lincoln. So I was that weird lady out in public. <laughs> with sushi alone. in her purse. Yeah. Uh, Daniel D. Lewis. Daniel D. Lewis. Who is not American. Right. Had to do an American accent, which is one of my favorite things in the world. When yeah. it's usually British actors. Right. Have to do American accents. Correct. I'm very vigilant for it, and I love it. What I've noticed is they tend to really open up their vowels. They get very Midwesty if they have yes. to do an American accent. There's not a lot of, like, California accents happening. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the one person who did it poorly, and I'm really getting on a tangent here. <laughs> um, oh, his first name's Sam. I just forgot his last name. In Avatar. He's Australian. Okay. Yes. And he did the worst American accent I've ever witnessed. Worthington? Worthington. Yeah. Sam Worthington, you should be ashamed of yourself. Work on your accent. Work on your accent. Mate. <laughs> Air Force One. Uh, we didn't explain um, the plot of Lincoln, but I think the American oh, people got it. They know what yeah. it's about. Happy birthday, Abraham. <laughs> Air Force One. Air Force One. Harrison Ford. Good job. Yes. Yeah. He is on Air Force One when Nazis... <laughs> no. When some sort of terrorist group takes it over? <laughs> is that what happens? I think you were thinking of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, here's it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, who takes it over? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't remember who here's, exactly. Here's another question I have: Is he the president? He is the president. Okay, correct, right? Um, yeah, I'm getting him. He he did those other movies. Indiana um, Jones. <laughs> And that's it, I think. <laughs> that's right. Okay, White House down. Oh, Jamie Foxx? Oh. Uh, yeah? <laughs> Everything, it's a question. Every answer is a question. 
I think it's Jamie Foxx. So there's a twin movie, you know, the phenomenon of two movies that are very similar to each other come oh. out around the same time. Sure. Can you think of an example of that? I'll give you a second. Uh, White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen oh. came out right around the same time. About the same. Literally thing. the same title. <laughs> same plot. <laughs> same plot. Which is people try to kidnap the president in the White House. Never going to happen. Not going to happen. And yet, happens in two films. That <laughs> <laughs> released at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, one is starring Channing Tatum. Okay. The other, and unlikely... Jamie Foxx? No. <laughs> <laughs> is he the villain? I don't know. Uh, Gerard Butler. Oh. Another British man playing an American. I We must not have enough American actors that playing. Can, that can do American accents. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does... I, I don't even know if what he does in that movie you would call an American accent. Yeah, he's it's kinda, like a three hundred accent. Yeah, not a, um, not a big fan. Okay, Chasing Liberty. Pass. Really? No idea what that one is. Well, this there's a little bit of a theme here. Okay. Uh, the next one might jog your memory on Chasing Liberty. It's called First Daughter. <laughs> ah. I'll give you a hint. Jamie Foxx is somehow related and yet not related. Katie Holmes. Yeah. Oh. First daughter, Katie Holmes. Chasing Liberty, same, similar topic. Okay. First daughter. First daughter. Mandy Moore. Oh. Yeah. Going out a on pre- a, out, out on their first date. Yeah, you know, it's hard to be the president's daughter. Just ask Malia Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently in the fictional world of film, it is still impossible <laughs> to be a woman and be president, unfortunately. If anyone knows of a film where there is legitimately a lady president, I'd like to know, because it did not come up on our list. Ah. Um, all right, last one. Depressing. Okay. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Don't know who. Don't know the actor in that. That's okay. The main guy. It was also a really bad movie. Was it? Yeah. Who was I just talking about this with? I think my mom. Um, His name is Ben. He fights vampires. He does fight <laughs> vampires. That's correct. <laughs> all right, Marie. Uh, congratulations. You got four out of seven. Yay. Yeah, we're very proud of you. <laughs> okay, different kind of quiz. I'm going to read you the top ten highest grossing films of all time. Whoa. And you're going to have to admit to me whether or not you've actually seen them. Okay. Because there are a few on here that I haven't seen. I don't know if I'm embarrassed or not that I haven't seen them. Okay. Okay. So, you don't have to give me the plot, but you have to give me an honest answer, and I'll know if you're lying. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the real answer. You look suddenly, like, very, very worried. <laughs> Number one, we're just shit-talking Sam Worthington. Yeah. Number one highest-grossing film of all time, Avatar. Is it really? I know. I'm, I'm hoping that Wikipedia is somehow wrong here, but... I have seen Avatar. Okay. And they've been working on the sequel, I think, for years and years and years and years. It could never come out, and I would not care. (laughs) That movie was not good. Um, Lots of... It's all visual effects, right? Yes. Yeah. Including when he is in his human form, he's in a wheelchair, and a computer animated his atrophied legs. Okay. Yeah, which I know. I'm not thrilled about. I just... The whole thing, I thought, was just a mess. Um, I agree. Uh, number three, Star Wars The Force Awakens. I don't even know which one that is. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
the first of the newest ones. Okay, then yes. Okay. I have seen that it's one. It's the one that introduces us to Finn, Ray. Okay, yes. Okay. I have seen that I one. I believe. And I'm going to have to fact check myself and I'm, I'm fine yeah. being wrong. We'll put it in the notes. Um, number four, I don't know how I feel about this one either. Jurassic World. Whoa. Yeah. Chris Pratt? That yeah. Huh. Um... It's been on in the background. I haven't seen... I can't say that I've sat through the so you wouldn't thing. necessarily be able to tell me the plot, other than dinosaurs run amok. Right. Yeah. My my biggest gripe with Jurassic World was that um, Ron Howard's daughter... Yes. Uh, ...runs around in the movie in, like, a skirt suit. Yes. And she's wearing, like, heels the whole yeah. time. I'm like, girl, <laughs> take those, take those off. shoes off. You're running from dinosaurs. <laughs> Do a barefoot, you idiot. Yeah. Isn't she, like, a scientist? Sure. Not yeah. very smart. <laughs> Not very smart for a scientist. I don't know if she's a scientist or if she is um, a businesswoman. Oh. Yeah, she, like, runs the joint. Okay. Yeah. She's, like, an empty businesswoman. They base the character <laughs> on me. <laughs> Nephew's gonna visit her. She doesn't know how to talk to them. It's a whole thing. Um, all right, number five. I've never seen this movie, and I, I think I never will. Okay. The Avengers. No. Yeah. Miss me it. with that Marvel <clears throat> shit. Other than Black Panther, yeah. which I'm very excited about. Uh, the Avengers. Like, who cares? I who are the Avengers? I know. I can't keep them all straight. No. I, I hate it. Um, number six, Furious Seven. No, I would have liked it better if it were number seven on the list. (laughs) Have you seen? Can you think of the ones that you have seen? How many are there? Maybe eight or (gasps) maybe eight. Yeah, I I think I saw the first, the very first one, and it wasn't bad. But the Fast and the Furious, the original Fast and Furious, but not but not anything Fast Too Furious. No, three Fast, three Furious, (laughs) four Fast, yes, four Furious. Definitely none of the movies where The Rock is in Brazil. Oh! <laughs> you know what's weird is I've seen the one where they're in Brazil. I've seen parts of that movie probably 12 times. Whoa. Like, it'll be, like, on on an airplane. Oh, sure. The person next to me, and they're, like, dragging the safe <laughs> along, like, Rio de Janeiro. And I'm like, this again? They just get more and more ridiculous, right? Horribly ridiculous. That's R-I-D-I-C-U-L-O-U-S. <laughs> Um, here's another one I hate. Avengers Age of Ultron, number seven. Mm, no. No. I want to know how that's different from the Avengers. <laughs> the title. <laughs> <laughs> number eight, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part two. So that's like the very, very, very last, last Harry Potter movie. I want to say I saw part one, but maybe not part <gasps> two. So you don't know how it ends. I don't. <laughs> I don't need to get... I'm going to tell you, it okay. doesn't end how you think it ends. Happy Are you intrigued? Ending? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. That's the one that just came out. Yes, you saw it for a work function. We had to. Okay. Yeah, you had to see it. Yes, we had to. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> what a terrible work environment that is making you see the number nine highest grossing film. Maybe it's the high, number nine highest grossing film because of your work function. <laughs> Maybe we force everyone to see it. And the number ten, I'm very proud to say, rounding it out. Frozen. Yes, multiple times. Are the girls, like, obsessed with Frozen or no? They were. Yes. Yeah. They were obsessed. So we've seen it in our household multiple times. I, it's, I like it. Yeah. It's cute. I had the Olaf song memorized for a while because it was a good bit with kids. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? You are single with no children. Don't have the Olaf <laughs> song memorized. It's inappropriate. You have a niece. 
Yeah, but you have to walk that line between like being a cool adult and a creepo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go hang out with all those men at Beacon Coffee with yeah. their fake children. Fake kids on their fake phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Reading fake news. All right. I had one other question for you that has to do with what we're calling Hey Hollywood, Hollywood Corner with Marie. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember the first rated R movie either that you ever watched, which could have been like the babysitter didn't realize that you were watching it, or in my case, what I remember is the first rated R movie I saw in a theater. Yeah, I remember the first one I saw in the theater. Is it like gnarly? No, not that gnarly, but... Do you remember how old you were? I was 11. <laughs> my, and I text my mom and my older brother to see if they remember this as vividly as I do. My mom... Were they with you? Yes. Oh my my mom came to pick me up from school early. It was like a surprise. <laughs> she got my brother and I out of school early, and that was kind of exciting. Then we went to the movies. Okay. I was like, ooh, this is fun. Like, little... Don't you know. tell me the title yet. Tell me if it was rated R for... Inappropriate sexual content? Yes. Ah! <laughs> I was going to say, or violence. Or both. No, not it's violence. It's like a sexy movie. It was a sexy movie. Oh, is this like a Kim Basinger, like, Ice Cube? No. Okay. No, not that explicit. Not that graphic. Okay. But still, the rated R, maybe a little, you know, drug. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, what year were you 11? 1990. Okay. Came out in 90. Is this like train spotting? No. Sort of a romantic <gasps> comedy with a little, little dark. little dark. Uh-oh. Are you ready? Yeah. Pretty Woman. No. Yes. <laughs> I, I can that only. Is, that is a, that's a pretty adult movie. I know. I just rewatched it. Yeah. I think it was on an airplane, actually. Yeah. On, <laughs> on airplanes. They take up all the swears. Um. What did 11-year-old Marie think? You're with your mom and your brother? I'm with my mom and my brother. I think, for, I can only put together that my mom wanted to see it yeah. really bad. Yeah. So she, instead of, you know. Going on her own. Going on her own. Or never seeing it. Which or is never probably seeing more it. realistic. She picked us up early to, to catch a matinee before, you know, going did, home. Did your brother the, remember that? He didn't. Yeah. And I was. He yeah. blocked it out. <laughs> Maybe. Because there's like, there's this, for sure, there's a sex scene in there. Yes. Yeah. Like, titties or? I don't remember boobs. I remember, well, from seeing it, I don't remember any of that from seeing it when yeah. I was that age, but watch it, rewatching it as an adult. Yeah, she gives him like a blowjob. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, which. Well, then the whole um, what that was. George Costanza, I can't think of his name all of a sudden, Jason oh, yes. Alexander plot line. Yeah. He tries to He's, rape her. Yes. And it's, it's really physical. They get in a, like, physical yeah. fight. Yes. That was very upsetting. Yeah. I hadn't remembered that. Or when I had, like, maybe seen it on TV or something. Right. It was cut out or, I don't know. Yeah. Very upsetting. <laughs> Screw you, George Costanza. Oh, you jerk. Wow. We grew up too, too fast, Marie. <laughs> Um, the first rated R movie I ever saw in the theater was with my aunt, okay. who didn't have kids yet. Okay. So I, I think that was maybe part of why I got away with it. I got to see Terminator 2, oh. and I hadn't ever seen Terminator 1 because okay. I was too Do little. You, yeah. And so it was a little hard to grasp uh-huh. as a kid. 
like why exactly certain things were happening, mm-hmm. but it cemented for me a great love of Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Yes, particularly the Terminator franchise. It's Terminator Two. Terminator Terminator Two, I think, was my favorite Terminator. Oh, it's yeah, it's the best for sure. Yeah, um, Sarah Connor kicking ass. Badass. Those biceps. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, and then of course I had a huge crush on Eddie Furlong. Yes, which is he has he passed away? Is he still alive? I think he's still alive. I don't know what he's been up to. Yeah, we'll check. I have a bad feeling. I have a funny Eddie Furlong story. My mom's kind of a stage mom when we were younger, and so she would take us on auditions. And she took my brother. I know that about you. To to an audition, and Eddie Furlong was there, and. I don't know if she realized who he was, but she had asked, maybe my brother had gone off to like some other room. So she had asked this kid, Hey, have you seen my son? Maybe described him and, you know, (laughs) went went about her day. The next time they ran into him, they were together. So he comes up to them and says, Hey, she's looking for you. Like pointed to my mom (laughs) and to my brother and kind of giggled and then walked away. And I was like, really? That's really sweet. Actually, that's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Eddie. Well, I wouldn't have thought that, you know, a post-Terminator 2 Edward Furlong yeah. would be auditioning. Right. Although, what was he in? Pet Cemetery. I looked this, oh. this up recently. Yeah, what a, where yeah. has he been? He's had a hard life. Yeah, I'm sure. A lot of child actors have. But that's, like, a really sweet story. Yeah. I thought you were going nice to say the kid. opposite, that he, no. like, killed a cat or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the plot of yeah. Pet Cemetery. so. Oh. No, it's not. <laughs> I've never seen it. There. That goes on the list of movies we're not afraid to admit we've never seen. Oh. Pet Cemetery. Go watch it. It theaters now. <laughs> okay, this is a topic I'm very excited to discuss with you, Marie, Christine, Hogan, and Lamaro. Yes. Podcast we love. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have a couple that I love. Okay. I also have a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> A couple weeks ago, you recommended a couple podcasts to listen to. Yes. We misunderstood the homework assignment, and we did not listen to them <laughs> when you were hosting the episode. Okay. My apologies for that. It's all right. Although I had, I had begun to listen to both of the ones that you recommended. Okay. Do so you want to share which ones that you would recommended? Dirty John. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by the LA Times. Yes. True Crime Story. True Crime. Pretty intense. Second one. Second one was... Where should we begin? Estelle Perel. Estelle Perel. Pretty heavy also. Heavy. Okay. I listened to Dear John. Dirty John. Sorry. Dirty John. Dirty John. Not Dear John. Um, it was pretty traumatizing. <laughs> oh, no. It was really traumatizing. I had no idea. I was, yeah. Well, so I think I have a lot of people in my life who love the true crime genre. Yeah. Yeah. Are you one of those people? Do you love true crime? I do. Um... I should have known that. Not that you chose this, but we did watch quite a bit of First 48 at one point. <laughs> and the OJ specials. All those OJ specials. Things. Although we got like four hours into the OJ specials and I realized that it was like actual documentary footage. It was not the dramatized one. Right. And for some reason in my mind, in my mind's eye, we've been watching the dramatized one the whole time. <laughs> and I literally at one point was like, wait a second. That's real footage. Like, it didn't occur to me. I don't know why. It was like I was out of my body or something. That happens in Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Dirty John, I mean, they're like, 
recordings of him being verbally abusive. Yeah. There's, like, some really upsetting stuff in there. Yeah. But, okay, can we do a spoiler, or do we need to just, like, save it? Because it did not go the way I thought it was going to go. Right? Should we not spoil it? I don't think we should spoil it yet. Let's okay. give let's give our listeners a chance to. We're gonna give our listeners two episodes worth, two yeah. weeks yeah. of a chance to listen to Dirty <clears throat> John. Uh, the guy who narrates it is from the LA Times. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Very well. Very done. short. I think it's only six episodes. Yeah. Okay. And once you're into it, I think you want to get through it pretty quick. Hooks you right in. It does. Yeah. You do want to get through it very quick. <laughs> That was the only thing that I wanted to confront you about was it was a very upsetting podcast to listen to. And usually the podcasts that I listen to are like comedy or like good habits. And this one, it put me in a really dark place. Oh, no. That was (laughs) not my intention. All right. Podcast that you love, Marie. Uh, Well, yeah. Dirty John. And then Esther. Esther. Do they say it? She oh, has like an accent. Esther, right? yeah. Est- that's right. Esther. In my mind, Perel. she was Estelle Perel. That's not that's not a thing. Est- that's like a sister on the Simpsons. It's just or the way <laughs> the way they say it, I think, is with the accent on the end of Esther. Esther. Is she Perel. French? No, I don't think so. No. I tried to figure it out, but I forgot. She a ghost? She a ghost <laughs> on the internet? No. <laughs> she just has Belgi- a, a hip podcast. Bel- oh. Belgian? Belgian? Yeah. Maybe? Uh-huh. That's a place. I, yeah. That's a place. <laughs> I mean, and it, you, talk, talk about that um, podcast, because you do, you've recommended it. Um, so, she is a psychologist specializing in relationships. <laughs> Are you just going to... Give the whole synopsis like a uh, question. Yeah. <laughs> so the podcast is her meeting with different couples. It's a one-time session, so they just dive right in. Um, there must be some back and forth beforehand because it sounds like phone calls in the first part of the episode, and then they're together in a room meeting with her. Couples counseling. And couples counseling. Pretty Some pretty heavy topics. Some focus on infidelity um and then others focus on it's like a trans relationship where two women were a couple beforehand and then one person is transitioning to male and sort of their relationship after before during and after yeah the transition um yeah pretty heavy stuff but it makes you just feel like you're not the only one out there with Ooh. relationship issues, yeah. and it just makes it more relatable. More it it for me, it brought it to a place where you just feel like you're not the only one. Wow, that, that's having that's amazing issues. Yeah, so kind of feel a little bit better. Is that what you look for when you listen to something? You're you're looking for a connection. You're looking for inspiration. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And some of my girlfriends had recommended that to me, so then I started listening to it and have since recommended it to others. I was just going to say, I think a lot of podcasts are word of mouth. Yeah, for sure. A lot of what I have started listening to is either someone on a podcast will mention something, Mm -hmm. or I'll have someone like you be like, oh my god, have you listened to that one? You know, Serial was like that. Serial was such a hit, because people would, you know, say, did you listen to the last episode? Yeah, comedians, but... 
I like, I really like his podcasts. Whereas with Dirty John, I was like, get to the bottom of this case immediately. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Gotta solve this crime. <laughs> Seriously. What about you? Um, okay, so my number one podcast, uh, I, li- I have listened to Happier with Gretchen Rubin for years. I don't know how long it's been on. I have l- literally listened to every single episode And I think it's because it's a very safe space. Like, I know that I can hit play while I'm in the car on my way somewhere, and I'm not going to get out of the car, like, super upset. You know, it's just, like, a very, like, happy, safe, um, good time. It's Gretchen Rubin, who is an author and a researcher. She clerked for Sandra Day O'Connor. Like, she's this very accomplished woman, Uh super, super smart, lives in New York. And then her sister Elizabeth, Liz, um, lives in L.A., and she writes for uh, mostly TV so she's a TV writer. And they just have, like, the sweetest dynamic. I think it's something, like, you and I um, really bonded over Broad City. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what I loved the very, very most about Broad City was just these, like, super empowered, really loving female relationships. Yes. And Liz and Gretchen are just like that. I don't know if it's good editing or what, but they get along, like, incredibly well. Like, if I had a podcast with my sister, I'd be like, what did you say? <laughs> What did you say? Oh, well, I know you didn't mean that. Like, there is no way that I could get along with someone as well as the two of them get along with each other. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. And there's a lot of, like, tips and tricks and hacks. And, like, they they have a really good framework for how they, like, present the podcast. Love it. Yeah. It's very sweet. Very uplifting. Um, We'll have to pick this up with Courtney when she's back, too, because I know she has some podcasts she really loves. True. Yeah. She loves her some podcasts. We miss you, Courtney. Bye. talk about something maybe a little bit sad okay um last time we were together harry was calling because he was coming home and you shared with us that you were gonna have to put your dog down yes can i ask how you are doing um okay he actually didn't make it to the weekend that harry was supposed to come home yeah so harry was a little distraught about that because that was going to be sort of their last day spending time together yeah he didn't get to say goodbye so he was he was a mess um yeah well it was that monday night i after we recorded i went home and he hasn't been doing well he's sort of lost control of his bowels and is that how you knew that he was sick yeah yeah so we had this little section in the kitchen where we kind of just corralled him and put puppy pads down with his bed and his food and water and um so I kind of said goodnight to him that night and then got up in the morning and found him oh yeah yeah I'm very sorry thank you um but happy that he's not in any pain or it was just time for him to go so but it was really really hard to find him like that that is very sad yeah i'm very sorry thank you we're gonna miss him i know i do miss him he was a good dog he was a really good dog i was trying to tell my parents what kind of dog he was and i just kept saying like a terrier mix he's like a jack russell mix but yeah we rescued him so we weren't 100% 100% sure what else was in there. But, um, yeah, he had the energy of a Jack Russell, definitely. <laughs> very, very 
You remind me of the dog. You've seen the movie The Mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's the dog. I can't think of the dog's yeah. name all of a sudden, but yeah. Sort of, yeah. He'd bound. Like, instead of, like, run, he'd kind of sort of <laughs> hop like a deer. We'd sort of, like, always say that he'd kind of, he would bound instead of, like, run. He was very, yeah. He was a good dog. He was a good dog. We miss doggy. you, Ferris. Miss you, Ferris. So now we'd been super excited about having our Valentine's Day episode. We recorded it a couple days before Valentine's Day. Yes. And then the Parkland, Florida shooting Oof. happened on Wednesday the 14th. And it was 17 kids mm-hmm. murdered by one person. Yep. And I think, at least for me, more than any other recent shooting, and it's so sad to even say it that way. I know. This really feels like a turning point. I saw the kids on social. Yeah. Rebutting things, tweeting at the president, talking about their own experiences. A video of that young woman has gone viral of her giving her speech at the podium. Yes. Saying, we call BS. You know, he wouldn't have hurt this many kids if he had a knife. Um, I, you know, I think I'm just still sort of trying to make sense of it. Obviously, you know, anyone who knows people who work at schools, have kids who are in schools, you know, it's this very fraught worry that you have of, like, they're going off for the day. And I saw a lot of political cartoons about this of, like, you don't know if you're going to see them again. And that is something that is so stressful and such a very weird thing that we have to deal with in 2018. Yes. The fact that a shooter on site is an exercise that kids have to go through in school where it used to be earthquake drills and fire fire drills. drills. And now it's an active shooter drill or in preschool. When my daughter was in preschool, they would call it a quiet drill where they would just have to hover and be quiet. It's a quiet drill. They don't want to call it an active shooter (laughs) drill in a preschool, but it's, it's a reality that is, is what we're living in. And I, it's, it's, it's insane. Something has to change. You know, the, the hashtag that the women's March organizers are using is enough. Hashtag enough. enough. Mm -hmm. And I'm very curious to see where it goes. You know, they're organizing a couple different school um, walkouts. It's someone coming up on March 14th, which is a Wednesday, and then April 20th, which is actually the anniversary of the Columbine shootings. Right. Which I don't, I don't know if you remember where you were. I mean, I, I do. That moment in our lives was just such a distinct moment and such a devastating time. And I think we all thought we'd never see something like that again. Right. And here it's happening. It's happening. All over, and this isn't even. It's February, and this isn't even the first shooting. In it's crazy. Something's got to stop. It has to. Thanks for joining us for episode four. For more information on how you can help put an end to gun violence in America, visit Everytown for Gun Safety at everytown.org.